choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Alright, yo, yo, what up, yo? Um, we're back for episode 77 of Thanks for Asking. I'm Suave at Sincerely Suave. Kells at KMGZ. And um, this been a slow, fast week, so we don't have a lot of current events. So this gonna be one of them shows where we kind of winging it. Sometimes those be the best ones. Sometimes they be the worst. Um, but we we realized last week we forgot to review um, Black in Chicago. So we'll have a longer uh, shit we watch uh, section because we ain't got. I I've been you know kind of busy this week, but even without that, like it ain't been a lot of news this week. So um. You got any yours and neighbor twos to, to start? Um, yeah, I, uh, this is kind of old, but I don't think that I did it. I meant to do it last week, but I forgot. Um, and if I did it already, fuck y'all, but I don't think that I did. Um, shout out to Dave East on his partnership deal with Def Jam. Um, I didn't talk about that, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that I did, but if I did, I might have. Anyway, but shout out to Dave. I'm glad that he um one signed a partnership deal, and two that he is leveling up the game. Um, I just think he's a dope, dope lyricist, dope cat. Um, seems like a real nigga. So shout out to him. Um, let me let me see. Do I have any yours and neighbor twos this week? Um, let me see. Nah, it's been a slow week all around. Um, I feel like something happened I'm forgetting about, though. Uh, nah, nah, I don't have nothing this week. Um, Alright, so let's move on to um, current events. And really, I mean, technically we got two, because I just saw this um, Derek Rose verdict come down, but I, to be honest, I didn't really follow that case. I don't know nothing about it, nothing at all. Only thing I know about that, that, that was something about some monkey bars, which it really ain't that hard to hit it from the back. Like, I don't know why you need them shits, but apparently people using them. That shit seemed like waste money to me. But anyway, um, so the other story was Tyson Gay's daughter got shot, and where was she at? Um, in a parking lot. She was outside of a restaurant. Yeah, what was the name of the restaurant? It was like a one that everybody knows. Um I can't recall, but it was it was like a popular you know, place. And um but that I've read since then that they found the guy, but that's terrible. She was fifteen years old, so like that's man. Go on, having your life cut short like that over some dumb shit is just, just horrible. So Cookout. Yeah. So and it was in Atlanta, right? Nah, I thought it was in a uh, L.A.? It was somewhere. It wasn't... Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky. Oh, all right. Anyway, yeah, rest, in, rest in peace to her. That's horrible. Um, we just saw the we just saw the Olympics with, you know, all these cats in it, and yeah, that's bad. So, you, you, you find anything else? Like, I've been looking, but I mean, not really, because I started work this week, so I've been not reading. Well, what I see was, um, 
it was three dudes, father and son, and another person, um, who I guess maybe had beef. Yeah. Um, that was shooting. But what I did, one thing that stood out was, yo, that bail was set mad low. Huh? But, huh? What was set mad low? Their bail. Oh, what's the bail? Five thousand for two of them and twelve. Um, really? Twelve five for one dude. Right. Seriously? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I just thought that was weird. Um, not too many things have uh, come out about it. They pled not guilty. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. I I, I hate when. Whatever, wing on. Every time this happens, all the um, you know, gun control people come out, I, which I don't like because I think they use tragedy to um. I, I think those, whatever. I, they ain't gonna be this episode because the gun shit. I disagree with. I'm sure 90 to 95 percent of our listeners because I don't. I mean, I think again, we don't need automatic weapons and Uzis and AKs, but I, I think those are two separate issues. I think um, people who think that if you take guns away, that they're you know, people not going to still be shooting each other. Nothing has ever worked that way in this country before. They try not alcohol, not drugs, not cigarettes, not anything. That's just not how it works. But um, yeah, that's very low. Um, all right. I had to look up what uh, is it pronounced? Wanton endangerment. Yeah. I had to look up what the hell that meant. I ain't know. Yeah. Um. So, that's it then. We don't got nothing else current, right? There's a debate tonight. I'm, I, I'm, ninety to ninety five percent sure I'm not watching this last one because I've just not. I might watch it. What time is it? At? I don't know. I'm gonna stay. Usually come on at nine, so I'm assuming it comes on at nine. But that's when uh something I watch come. I'm not watching it. I really doubt. I'm over it. I already know how I'm vote. I wish we could do early voting so I could get this shit over with. I should have did an absentee ballot, but I think you I don't know. Whatever. I think um, I'm going to do the early voting. Okay, so, let's move on to shit we watch. And since we forgot, um, um, damn. That's like super short. Sorry, y'all. It just, we ain't got no current events. I ain't not, can, I, I can't think of nothing to happen. Can you? Um, so let's move on to Black Ink Chicago. Let's do that first since we forgot it last week. And we actually have to do two episodes. You see them? Yeah. So, <laughs> yo, <laughs> Black Ink Chicago and Black Ink New York need to get like an Emmy Award or something. <laughs> this show is so good. <laughs> yo, I think, I think, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we all know reality TV is only reality to a certain extent. But I feel like Chicago might be just a tad bit more scripted than the New York cast. Just because the New York cast shit is so trifling and so basic. Like, that's just regular nigga shit. Like, ain't nobody writing that. Like, you know what I mean? You're not writing the kind of bullshit. Them, that's just nigga shit, right? You don't need... You're not, you're not writing the shit that they do. Um, you're not writing them ashy-ass cracked lips that, that Duchess be at. That's... She just... Her lips just be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... You not you not writing them dirty ass floors and 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 that spit that be in the corner of niggas' mouths that that's just that shit is just raw, but Chicago I feel like could tiny like like the scene where um Twister came in to get the uh the tattoo like 
it seemed like Charlemagne was reading lines and fucking them up, because that's what Charlemagne does, but that didn't seem like a natural comment, you know, that seemed like somebody was like, oh, why don't you ask Twister how he, you know, like, because he was looking at her like, spit the lines out, bitch, <laughs> and, you know, it just, it didn't seem like a natural conversation, so I think that theirs is a tad bit more scripted than the other one, but, you know, I mean, she still got a car repossessed, and they took it to Mil- Milwaukee, which I'm sure was super real, so, Let's start with the first episode, um, get that out the way. So, first episode was, so we find out that Kat, which, I mean, it wasn't much different than the end of last season. The end of last season, Kat had said, basically, fuck y'all, and went up and, um, got her own little space and start doing, start doing tat, um, tattoos up there. And so, we pick up where that's left off, um, Kat, you know, was fighting Charmaine, so, the episode that we missed was the one where... Um, Ashley shows up at the um... Ashley girl listen you be making a fool out of yourself girl like you really do and you and Don y'all are equally yoked and deserve each other cause y'all is both some clowns um you came to the party you crashed the party mad because Don and Charmaine was in a picture on Instagram meanwhile this nigga got a whole baby if your investigative skills was you ain't you found that but you ain't find, find this baby cause that was also on Instagram because you worried about the wrong shit so she comes up there with her three girls and basically tries to j- jump Charmaine and then Kat and Charmaine been beefing but Kat was like look we've been beefing but I ain't gonna let these mud bugs come up here and jump you and plus you ain't built like that these are Chicago hood rats and they'll stomp your ass out and it's not a game um cause Charmaine ain't got no hands everybody that come at Charmaine beat Charmaine ass she ain't got no hands she ain't got no feet she ain't got no defense she don't bob she don't weave nothing she just she just she just get just get trashed every fucking time <laughs> like like she need to go take some lessons or something play dead something Charmaine um so what did you think about that like I thought first of all Don is a clown because but you know what though this is the one time I mean Don is a clown but that girl Ashley she's so fucking extra like I wouldn't want to go home I wouldn't want to go home to her period cause she's a pain in the ass and I can see just be like man look if I go home this girl gonna get on my last nerve I got this baby I'm stressed out I ain't got time for this shit so she comes up to the joint, they run up in there, they crash the party, they're trying to fight Charmaine um, Charmaine's all up in and Ashley's a punk, because Ashley do all that yelling and, and screaming and kicking and shit but she only do that shit when her friends is there or security come or somebody get between cause she could've been beat Charmaine's ass she could've been beat, she done had many opportunity when Charmaine was up in her face, she could've punched Charmaine in the face then, but she didn't but then as soon as her friends come over, now she get off me and swinging the shit, she's a punk um I don't know, what you think about that shit? I thought they all looked like clowns. I thought you played yourself, she played herself, everybody played theyself, and y'all look stupid, cause at the end of the day, you ain't leaving that nigga, and that nigga's uh, a fuck nigga with, you don't even know how many kids, and here come another one, and you need to get a job, cause you got too much time to keep running up to his, to his shop. Yeah, um... I think that they're all dumb. I think the whole shit could've been avoided, like, dude, I just feel like I feel like he was the catalyst for all of it. Was she extra? Was she all of that? Yeah, but, like, dude, you don't go home for three days. You're at the shop. You're getting drunk. You're on the fucking uh, Snapchat with Charmaine. Bitch, you fucked in the bathroom at, at work. Um, and then on top of all of that, you've been drunk. Then it comes out that you have another kid. Like, come on, man. Like, how, that's not helping your case at all. Um, 
Ashley, we know she's extra. She's not gonna leave that nigga. She should have been left that nigga, but she's not gonna leave that nigga. Um, I, no surprises there by the way that she acted. Um, did I think it was child? The whole shit is childish. All of it is childish. I don't. Nigga need to just man up, take care of his kids, own that he was a hoe, and um, deal with it. And stop. She gotta deal with. She's engaged to a nigga that was a hoe. Are they engaged? Yeah. Remember he proposed at the end of last season. Oh, that's right. Didn't he take her like on vacation or some shit? Yeah, I remember that. We was clowning that vacation. Um Hold on. So okay, and then that was the bulk of that episode, right? That, yeah. for, that one we missed, and then, um, no, 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 is that the one where the new dude came in, where he bought the new dude and Van came home, or that was the episode after that? Uh, Van came home, yeah. So Van, Wait. huh? Yeah, he came home. He came out of boot camp, which, is this nigga talking like he been in jail, he was in boot camp for four months, came home from that, and I mean, you know, I ain't, look, boot camp, boot camp ain't that big a deal, nigga. You wasn't in, like, jail, jail. You a grown-ass man that got caught with a gun. They did you a big-ass favor, bro. Um, so Van came home. He not feeling the new dude. Um, he not feeling Ryan's fuck-ass business where, you know, cats upstairs, now we got a new dude, and, like, you know, Van just not feeling none of it. Um, so that was that show. So this, this week, this past week, um, Ashley finds out about Don's baby because the girl and that baby is like one, right? Or I don't know. I don't know kid ages, but that's a big baby. So I don't know if she's been trying she's been hitting him up on Instagram. I don't know if she's been trying to, you know, how long she's been trying to contact him or whatever, but she texts the baby mama, which is a clown move, but I mean I don't know, whatever. I don't know what you niggas with these fucking babies and baby mamas but I don't know the protocols. I don't know what to do. I I you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's what y'all do, putting them on Instagram, and then when that don't work, tag the baby mama, I don't know, I don't know nigga rules, perhaps that's the next logical step, I don't have a manual, um, so, she sends text to Ashley, this is how Ashley finds out, so all Ashley investigating skills, worried about Charmaine, and the whole time he got a baby with this other girl, so, he finally comes home, she flips out for that, and going through all these dramatics, and this is why I say I think it's a little bit more scripted than um, the New York one, because they had the big scene where she bought a window with the lighting just so looking a damn fool, you look a fool Ashley you look a fool, cause you ain't going nowhere all you do is scream and yell, you need to get a fucking job, and leave this nigga alone and, I thought she had a job though, whatever it is it ain't, she ain't, she need more hours, because she got too much fucking time um and she, I don't know, she's just one of them girls like you ain't going nowhere, that nigga's a clown I'm sure he was a clown when you met him, everything about him is a clown, you always mad at the other girl you never mad at him, you always coming up somewhere trying to fight some other girl, you just one of them clown ass nut girls that he's gonna always be fucking around on and always have a baby on cause you ain't going no damn where and then he until he meets somebody he really liked, then he gonna act right for them and then you gonna be even more mad um uh, Four, who I told y'all is the biggest hater in the world. Four is so immature, man. That Four is the dude that quote fingers nice guy to be on Twitter talking about how nobody don't want a nice guy and all these bitches want his hope because he's um cat was in the in there with 
old boy that um was one of her you know clients and I don't even know what what did he have a picture he um, they was just sitting there doing some regular shit and Thor got salty because he's talking to this other dude like yo you are the corniest dude man like I'm at the, um from the video that guy right he made a video and she he feeling I'm like you are the corniest dude man like yo like yo hate niggas like that like nigga you are fucking lame dude grow the fuck up I, I don't like you like that like I'm just being nice to you like whatever you can like get the fuck out of here Ugh. Um. That happened. So Van's still not feeling it. They bring some other new chick in now who starts out sounding corny. Talking about they call she called herself um what she call herself Viper or Snake? What she call herself? Some shit. Cause you know when they say stuff to me, I strike right back. Like oh you're corny. Um and she's from Texas and she looks crazy. She with this fucking dyed hair and I want to know do these girls got this hair with the dot with the dark roots? Is that on purpose? Y'all think that look good? Like I don't that shit. Ugh. Um. You don't like an ombre? A what? Called an ombre. Nah, that shit look. No way. Um. Or we used to call it the jersey. Cut. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Just ugh. Um. Let me see. That's all. Um, no, Charmaine got a car. Uh, so Charmaine has quit this corporate job. She keeps talking about this corporate job she quit. I want to know what this corporate job was. Um, and to pursue her dream. Charmaine, what's your dream? Because you don't do shit. All you do is sit in the tattoo shop all day. You don't tattoo. You're supposed to be a manager, but you don't do manager shit. You don't collect the rent. You don't collect the mail. All we see you do is fly, is thotting around and, uh, you know, throwing whipped cream on yourself when somebody come home from the boot camp. So what is your dream? I don't even understand. What is she trying to do? Is she trying to be, is she trying to own a tattoo shop? Or are you trying to be like, no, what are you, what are you doing? You quit your corporate job to do this? I don't even understand. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Um, I have no idea what the hell she's doing. And 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 then if you quit your corporate job, you knew you wasn't going to be making money. How you you supposed to sell? You know, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand her at all. Like you can't man, you can't maintain the same lifestyle. And if you know you got a car note that you got to pay, then how you going to quit your corporate job? I'm saying, <laughs> I keep saying that on purpose because she was irritating the shit out of me. How you gonna how you gonna quit your corporate job to go work for? Do you even get paid? Who knows what you get paid? Um, I just everybody in there just just bad business. Like instead of fighting with Cat, Cat probably need an assistant, and Cat make money. Cat will probably pay you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like instead of fighting with her ass, because I don't know what you getting from Ryan and them. Like I really don't. So, and um. You know, if any ain't none of y'all in there got good sense. Don, I find out is four's assistant, which I don't even know what that means because what does four need assisting with? I don't know. I guess it's music. I don't know. Um, you know, the only people in there to make money is Ryan, Cat, and I guess four gets paid for his tattoos, but he don't have as many clients as the mother two. So I just don't understand nobody in there. Like I just don't understand what y'all doing. Y'all could be making so much more money than y'all are. You know, that's part of the reason why Kat don't fuck with y'all, because she was trying to get y'all name out there and get y'all torn, and y'all didn't want to do it, because y'all just on this dumb shit. So, I, you know. Mm-mm. Um. What else? 
the uh, white dude, a Puerto Rican, I don't know what he is. He's kind of quiet. Like, I think he's only said five words the whole time, which honestly, I can't blame him because he probably just like, I, I just want to make my tattoos and go home. I'm just, you know, I ain't trying to get involved in none of this shit, which I can't really blame him for. But um, I just don't know why he got to be there. But I guess this new girl's going be problems um i don't know whatever so that's it that happened on that uh, episode right yeah twister came that was about it that car got told charmaine asking ryan for the money then she finds out it goes in the middle. I, I i don't know i think they i don't know if they fuck i think they have fucked i don't know if they're in a relationship but clearly ryan is a simp so i bet you he seemed like the kind of dude that you know when he fucking you, then he gonna do all this shit. And then when he not, he gonna be mad. So, I don't know. I said that at the beginning. Like, I think them two niggas is fucking. Yeah, or I don't know if they currently are, but I think they definitely have. Because Charmaine was playing that nigga like, you know, she done had his balls in her mouth before. <laughs> she was just giving him that look like, you know that thing I did, right? Okay, well, I need you to give me money for my car. She's just giving him that look. I know that look when, you know, that I sucked your soul out. I sucked your soul out, look, you know you're gonna give me this money, right? You know, so, um, yeah. Uh, she got a lot of souls down there, her though. Girl, she is such a thought, and I don't like calling, you know, remember, I, Charmaine is when I say I have a very specific definition of what I call a hoe, like, I don't call every, I'm very picky with what I say hoe, because I think a lot of it is bullshit. Charmaine those are the kind of girl, that's what I call a hoe, a chick like that she's a hoe, because anybody that come in that shop, you all in their face, it's all about attention, you all in their face, everything's sexual with you like, you do, you do too much, like shorty, like what do what you, what do you, nobody even know what you got to offer, like nobody even know what you does, are you smart, are you stupid like we don't even know, like all we know, we don't know nothing about you, other than you always got your ass out, and always talk some sexual shit inappropriately, at inappropriate times that's a hoe She's a straight thought. Like, dude, that white dude came, wasn't even in there for five minutes. She's talking about, oh, sometimes I don't wear drawers. Like, girl, you super thirsty. Like, what is your problem? Like, that's, Charmaine is somebody I would call a hoe. Like, girl, you need to get your life together. You need to get, I don't understand what you're doing here, but this what you're doing is too much. It's not impressive. It, it's not a good look. No, you know, like, it's not even funny. Like, you in here with your titties out, shaking your ass with the whipped cream on, everybody just standing around looking like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even sexy. Like, that's, that's, that's not even sexy no more. Like, you just, you just always doing the most. Like, who would get excited about you? Like, everybody fucked you. Everybody could fuck you. It's not a big deal. Like, who, you know, like, who gonna get excited about you? Some simp nigga like Ryan or somebody like that, or four, somebody like that. Like, you know, but. Come on, sis. Like you, get your life together. Um, you know, you, I don't know what your problem is. You insecure. You, I don't know what your problem is, but you need to figure it out because you're doing it all wrong, sis. I just feel like she got the potential to be so fine. She's fine. That's what I'm saying. And you a waste. Like what? You you such a waste. Like you doing it wrong, B. You doing it wrong. And that shit. That, that shit is not attractive. Like. You've now had sex with how many dudes in that shop? And it ain't, a, it ain't about, it ain't about, look, have sex what you want. It ain't about how many right. you have sex, but it's right. how you do, you doing it wrong. Like, you're not, what is this? Like, it's nothing, you're not impressive. Like, this is not, imp, this is not, like, I, I don't even know, like, what you're doing. Like, you fucking this one, fucking that, oh, I ain't got no drug. Like, you're not, there's nothing special about you. Like, what what is, 
I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, but like them girls like that, it's just like, I don't. Who's gonna take you seriously? Who takes you seriously? Like nobody even know what you about. Be like uh, everything about you is this super thought sexual shit, and it's corny. It's very corny. Like, like you you don't have no discernment. You don't have. You know what I mean? Like you don't. Everything is everything. Like, oh, this nigga, that nigga, that nigga. Like, nigga coming off the street, you treat him just like you just treated this dude that you know for a long time. So, oh, these are my brothers. Are they? Because everybody gets the same treatment from you. So, you know what I mean? Like, what are we to think? You know what I'm saying? So, like, she's corny. That's whack. And it's just, un- like, it's some- like, get your life together, girl. You're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong. If you're trying to get re- attention or if you're trying to get to the next level or I don't know you trying to get Brian to take you I don't know what you trying to do but you ain't going about it the right way shorty like you playing yourself all the way out right <clears throat> um I don't think nothing else happened nah I don't think so either um nope okay so um let's move on to Atlanta um so this week's another. Did you see this week's? Last yeah. night. So this is this one. This is another one of my episodes. I I didn't really like this episode too much. Did you? I thought it was better than the week prior. Like I like when there's an actual little plot for the episode. I mean, again, I like Paperboy. Paperboy is the bright spot of that show. If he wasn't on that show, honestly, I might not watch watch it because I don't like Earn. The Darius character, again, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I just don't... Every every scene he's in, I'm just like... You know what I mean? Like, I just don't... I don't dislike him as a character. I just feel like he's... I don't understand what his purpose in the show is. I think he's extra. I think he's supposed to be put there to be like, oh, this is our fun, quirky guy, but it's never funny. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't... He doesn't do it for me. He's always extra in the scene. Whenever he's in the... Whenever he's doing his thing, I'm just always like, alright nigga, like when he was like, oh, who who have you ever thrown another bodyguard out like that was supposed to be funny and clever, but it was just like, nigga, what are you, five? Get the fuck out of here, you know what I mean, like I just it just, I don't, I don't click with him at all um so <laughs> the episode is Earn, who's the worst manager in the world gets uh, Paperboy, uh, uh a spot in the club, like a um, hosting, this what you call it, right? Hosting in the club. So they go in there, they sit in this section, they have a champagne, whatever. The girls, there's another rapper in there though that his section is live, or he's, I guess, more well known. He got more people in his section, and Paperboy and them just kind of sitting there with a bunch of dudes drinking up their champagne and shit. So um, Paperboy gets mad, throws the dudes out, but tells the girls to stay. Um, meanwhile, Ern is trying to get money. Paperboy's money and the promoter <laughs> the promoter keep getting them like oh yeah come on follow me like keep duck, ducking them in the club so Ern's dumb ass is following this dude around the club all day and this dude is ducking him cause he's not trying to pay him the money so then um dude finally disappears behind like this disappearing wall <clears throat> so Ern's talking to the bartender about the club being whack and he had I, I, I just this was not my favorite episode cause it was heavy and Donald and his point of view and his humor and I just I'm not a fan of it um he's just not interesting to me um so I just it wasn't the best part of it to me was when Paperboy got mad after Earn after Earn finally got back into the office and the dude like tried to pay him half or whatever 
and he went back and got Paperboy, and Paperboy yoked dude up and got the rest of his money. That was the best part of seeing. Up until that point, I was just like, ho-hum. Like, I just didn't... I didn't think it was that great. Um, I thought it was funny, like, when when Ern was walking through the club, like, that's me walking through the club. That's how I am walking through the club. I don't want to touch nobody. I don't want to stop and talk. I don't want none of that shit. But at the same time, like, the bartender was right. It's just like, yo, dude, you're here. Came here, you had to want to be here. That should be some real shit. Um, I think he's a terrible manager. Like, why Horrible. he didn't sign no contract at all? Or get your money up front, bro. Like, we're not going or to pay us now. We're gonna stay. Don't worry, we're gonna stay. But give me my money. We're not gonna, and then I'm gonna have to chase you down. Yeah, that was wet. Um, and then you just let him. Then you just let him rob you with. Oh well, you gonna take this? Like you little nigga. I'll give, he should have beat his ass like Paperboy beat his ass. But also, um, there was a lesson in the episode last night. Always be cool with security. Always. Like, Why? Wow, what security no do? I always be cool with security, huh? Why? Wow, what security doing that episode? Like, wait, was it his name Darius when he left the section and couldn't get back into it? Oh, he act like he ain't know him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you ain't got the right wristband on. Um, Darius was also me in that episode, though. When he went home, that's me. I'll go home in a minute. <laughs> like, yo, alright, I've been here an hour. Deuces. Awesome. Um, um, yeah, so, oh, I, and then at the end where the, the um, invisible car came through, I, you know, I don't know, people seem to thought, I just, I don't know, Donald Glover's not for me, I saw it, I was like, okay, very funny, I just, I don't know, he's just, he's never, I don't, I don't think he's funny, I don't think he's that clever, I just don't, um, sorry, I didn't like that episode too much, um, so, let's move on to... Uh, what do we do? We do Atlanta, we do... Black uh, Sugar. Yeah, and then what's... Black Insecure. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Alright. Um, what happened on Queen Sugar? Okay. So, Queen Sugar, which I love. My favorite new show. Um, this is the episode where Charlie finds out that Nova stole the money, right? Stole the, um, 10000 Nova tried to... <laughs> Nova talking about stole is a strong word. You stole it. You called, you called the bank and you got the money wire and you ain't tell nobody. Um, the ten thousand dollars. So when they had to pay for what was they trying to pay for? And it, get it, that dude out of jail. No, no, no. What was Charlie and and, and Bo- oh, um, they had some service done. Yeah. So Charlie and Ralph Angel standing there trying to pay for whatever they did. I can't remember. And the car wouldn't run because Nova had took the 10000 out. I, I want to know who that boy is to her. It, it seemed, it gotta be more than just some dude she write an article on. Like, she's super, like, attached to him for some reason. I, I want, thought it was her son, but... I, yeah, don't, I don't think so. I wonder if it's, like, some half-sibling or something that don't nobody know about. Could be. Um, yeah, so Charlie rolls up on Nova, and dang, what's, um, what's Reagan's character's name on the joint? Alright, well, she rolls up on them two, smoking weed in the garden, mad about the $10,000, and tells Nova, I mean, you know, I, I like the show because I get both characters, I get Nova and I get Charlie, I felt like Charlie wasn't wrong that time though, when she rolled up like, yo, you done took the money, you ain't tell nobody, you been self-righteous to shit, 
going, you know, with Davis and me and all that, and I'm not saying that wasn't some shit, but you out down here trying to act like, you know, I'm always wrong and loud, and here you go stealing money, and now you here with your little girlfriend, and you ain't told nobody, and we out here trying to run cards and get not shit denied and shit, and you over here fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how, how she was, and I didn't think she was wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think she was, because, like, yo, that's $10,000 is a lot of money. She's talking about, I was going to put it back. When? When you was going to put it back? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you had it to put back, then you wouldn't have took it in the first place. Right, exactly. How? Um, but that's our money. That ain't, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so that happened. Uh, Ralph Angel, nothing too much happened with him, right? Except for the um, conversation between him and Avi about Blue. But nothing, the whole storyline with the phone thing is pretty much over, right? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, nothing happened with him other than the beginning, his probation or parole officer came. Right, and told him, told him, asked him about the, um, you know, the job, like, yo, that, you know, I, I think it's, he was kind of trying to imply that maybe, um, Ralph Angel knew something about it because he was complaining about the job, and then next thing you know, they, they get, uh, shut down because they was running, I guess, these scams through the job, which I didn't really, I'm like, okay, but even... I didn't understand, like, he was trying to make it like Ralph Angel did something wrong, and I'm like, even if that was the case, even if he knew they was running a scam, that's what he's supposed to do, he's supposed to try to get a new job, so, I mean, it seemed like he was trying to imply that Ralph Angel was involved, which we know he was, but he didn't know that, and I'm like, you don't know that from me, I could have just been complaining because I knew that they were stealing out of there, and I knew it would jeopardize my parole, and that might have been why I wanted another job, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he probably knew that they came to the house surgery. No, he did. He knew that because he told him. Because Ralph tried to Ralph Angel tried to act like he knew what he's talking about. He was like, "Oh, because I know they came here and searched your house, but they didn't find nothing." So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, well, they came here, but I don't know. They could have came to everybody who worked at the place. Like, you know, they. I don't know who else house they came to, but he did lie about. It. But I, my point was, I didn't understand. He was, he was trying to make it like Ralph Angel was wrong because he was asking for to get out of that job, and then the next week they, you know, the police raided the joint and I'm like, well, that could have been why he was asking to leave because he knew the shit was, you know, shady and just wanted a new job but ain't want to, you know, be snitching on nobody, so you know, whatever um so then um, what else occurred? nothing else besides the end, right? I don't think it was nothing too else too big besides the end scene, right? Yeah, so at the end, so Hollywood, who was Aunt Vi's boyfriend, is technically still married to his ex-wife, who's bipolar. He's married to her so she can have his insurance, so she can get the medication she needs. Now, I've been saying since episode one that situation irritated me because I don't... This is the kind of dumb shit that niggas do that cause problems. Because you could that's not something that you need to keep from a person. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of thing that if you keep it from a person, it makes that person start to think that it ain't what you're saying because nigga, you could have told me oh, well, this is my ex-wife, but she's bipolar, but if I take her off the, you know, my insurance, if I get divorced she's not going to be able to my insurance, so we separated, but that's why we can't get divorced that's something you tell a person and they can probably understand that, you know what I mean but when you keep that thing away and then when I find out about it, because she pulls up to the barbecue telling me we still married, now it look like you lying, because, like, why wouldn't you tell me this? You know what I mean? And now it look like it ain't just about the insurance, because if it was just about the insurance, you could have just said that. Like, people, 
you know, I'm not, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have wanted to be with you, but hey, that's, then, you know, that's the choice you gotta give me, you gotta give me the opportunity, but you lying, and now it look like you lie about everything, and that's what niggas don't understand, like, you lie about dumb shit, then people just think you lie about everything, you lie, you, you, you tell unnecessary lies, you lie about shit that you don't even gotta lie about, you can't even be honest about regular shit, so, then you wonder why nobody don't trust you, Cause you lie about dumb shit. That's why. Um. Yeah. So his wife, who's um Erica Alexander, who's Maxine Shaw, pulls up and basically blows the little. They having a um, you know, a little barbecue outside. They got the crawfish and everything. I buy out there, um, dancing and having a good time. And she pull up and just throw water on the whole shit. Cause she pops up in Hollywood. And then even when she showed up. He just didn't handle it right, man. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You should have just said, yo, this is... Because, dude, did she know he was... She knew he was married, right? But she thought he was divorced, or she didn't know he was married at all. I think that she knew he was married, but I think that she thought he was divorced. Because he was telling her that he was going to Baton Rouge for work, but he was really going to see the wife. So that's what she realized. She's like, wait a minute, you've been lying. Like, not only you got a wife, and here she is, and y'all still married, and this Baton Rouge trip that's supposed to be for work, you want to see her. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so now you can't be in the yard talking about, no, it ain't like that. We just, then why you lie about Like, this was dumb. The whole, this is the dumb shit that niggas do. That whole scene just pissed me off, because I was like, this is so unnecessary. You could have been told her this. You didn't have to lie about where you were going. Get the, and 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 honestly, like, listen, sis, get you some Obamacare or whatever it is, and be on your way. Cause how long has this been going on? A long ass time. Right. So that scene just ah, uh, that scene irritated the hell out of me because it was just so unnecessary. And I'm like, this is the dumb shit that niggas do every day and then all and then be wondering why shit be fucked up and she don't want to fuck with you and I don't understand why you won't trust me because you do dumb shit you tell dumb lies you do stupid shit and you make things worse than if you would just be honest and if and if your answer is well then she wouldn't fuck with me then that's that's your problem right there because you lying to try to get her to do something that you know she probably wasn't going to do if you told her the truth and that's why you get treated like you get treated because of that right there yeah, I got in a discussion with someone that they were like, oh, she didn't handle that right, and da da da. I'm like, yo, but understand that this whole entire thing could have been avoided. Who didn't handle and it right? He just said, yo, look, I had this. I'm still married. This is why. This is the situation. Come see for yourself. If you don't believe me. Wait, they said who didn't handle it right? Um, I'm fine. What she was supposed it? to do? I'm, no, I agree. No, right? I'm saying, what did they say she was supposed to do? I guess because, you know, she was supposed to be sympathetic because the lady was mentally ill and all that. I give a fuck. It's like, it's like, but you got to understand the position that I'm is in in that moment. She don't, she don't know, she, she don't know if she can really believe that lady's All this shit seem like lies right now. This crazy lady yeah, on my yard. She might have just been fucking drunk. She just might be coming up here saying that because she blowing up your spot. I mean, you might, it might be anything, you don't, don't But it all seemed like lies, because I don't even know who she is, and now she on my front yard in her car, and you saying what? Not much. So. I I think she handled it better than most people. uh, She really did. Because, come roll up to the wrong cookout like that, you might get jumped, crazy or not, so. Right, you might get shot at. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
She really did. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's gonna happen with that. That part wasn't in the book either. So it's such a good show, though. Like, rarely, rarely do they take something that's you know a book or movie or you know, a book and change it so drastically and have it still be good. And this is really just really good. Um, they had the gays in the book. No, Nova and uh, no, they didn't. They um, Chantel, I told you, Chantel, Reagan's character name was I told you, Nova in the book is not even related to them. She's a cousin or something like that. Or like a family friend. She's not related to them. Um, at all. And she definitely, no, no, the gaze is not in there. Um, what else happens? Oh, so Charlie tells Micah, who's her son, that they gonna live down there for a while because she's done with Davis. So now he got to change schools and take his SAT and uproot his life, you know, which, I don't know, I think is a little bit unfair, honestly, because, you know, when you're a teenager at that age, you know, you want to graduate with your friends, you want to be around your friends, that's a, that's an important time, you know what I mean, you want to, like, you want to, gra- now I got to switch schools, I, this shit looking crazy, you know what I mean, like, I, I, I kind of felt bad for him, because I'm like, I know you ain't fucking with your husband, but maybe let him go stay with him at least until the end of school and then come back down here, you know what I mean just so his life won't be so uprooted, you know what I mean at that stage, like you a senior ain't nobody trying to move six months before they graduate their senior year to Louisiana where they don't fucking know nobody and what the fuck is this and you know what I mean, like all my teachers are like how am I even gonna do this shit, you know what I mean like what, I'm gonna trade in the middle of the year now I gotta try to figure out what they learning down here it is a bit much yeah I don't know, I think he'll be fine, though. Like, well, he starts acting up in school, right? And he getting in trouble? I don't know. I, I'm, But I'm just saying, that's the kind of stuff that parents do, and they don't really... Cons- they say, oh, he'll be fine because you're a grown-up, and you think he'll be fine, but, like, that's, you know, 17-year-old kid, like, you can't, you know, that's... that's. Yeah, I moved around a lot, so I definitely... I can't relate. Um, it's annoying, like... It can be isolated. I just think it's unfair. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the thing. I think it's unfair. I think, look, that's his father. You, you know, you might not fuck with the dad. I'm one with dad is fucked up. True, but let the boy go finish up his life in California, get into college, and figure it out from there. You know what I'm saying? Like you got six more months, and he's gonna be in college. Why are you gonna do this now? That's all I'm saying. Like you could have let him stay out there and finish out his school year at least, it's bad enough y'all getting divorced and your whole life falling apart and now, now I gotta fucking plant sugar cane and be down here with these country bammers that I don't know and these girls and you know how I'm gonna get my recommendations and how I'm gonna take my SAT and I don't know these niggas and you know, it's a lot so I thought it was kinda unfair and I think parents do that shit a lot where it's more about them well I want my son with me, it's like okay but what about what's your son want you know what I mean um, Yo, who was the chick that um, popped up on Ralph Angel? That's the what chick? The one, the one that one works that, at the diner? Yeah. That's the one that works at the diner. Well, he was trying. I must have missed it. He was trying to get at her or something. She been trying to get at him, so he finally let her. <laughs> she. That's the one that worked with um with Vi that was trying to flirt with Hollywood at first. And Hollywood told her to beat it. And so then she start flirting with Ralph Angel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cause Vi quit that place. Cause she ain't want to yeah, work. Yeah, it was too much bullshit. She yeah. was tired of that little nigga in her yeah. fucking ear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's who that was. Um. 
And is that it for that episode? Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that comes on tonight. Um. All right. What's next? Insecure. Insecure. Did you see it? Yep. What you think? It's, I think it's funny. Like the show is funny. I, I like this so much better than Atlanta Dog. So much better. I didn't. I really didn't think that I was going to like this show because I told you I didn't really. I wasn't really a fan of black uh, awkward black girl. But this show is funny. Like it's relatable. Um, it's real life shit. Um, her the way she tells stories is like fucking hilarious. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the patience for it. And I'm like awkward black girl. But here in context, that shit is hilarious. I love it. It's funny you said you don't like Awkward Black Girl because it's like almost the same show. It's just a little bit more fancy. Um, Maybe it's, it's that one little piece that I'm, I'm yeah. okay with. Uh, so the episode was... What was the episode? Oh, so she's at work and I forgot. Oh, the other thing I like too, like she has a... um. So that lady that's her boss, that white lady with the blonde hair... That's the she was in her YouTube series, so I noticed that. I was like, okay, she she's loyal. Like she brought that girl over to H. I was like, that's good because I was I was looking for that. I was like, I wonder how many of the original cast members are in it. But she definitely kept that white lady. That white lady played her boss at Gut Busters in in Awkward Black Girl. So that's the same lady. So I was like, that's cool. Um, that she you know probably you know made sure she got on that show too. Um, so what was it? They were doing something at work and they kept. <laughs> They wanted to take the black kids to do, like, all the stereotypical shit. Um, and she was like, I forgot what they, what was they planning for? They was planning for something for the kids. Anyway, I can't remember. She worked at the school with, like, all these white people that's, like, working in an inner city um, school. And it's just this one teacher that's always just coming up with these racist ass, the worst ideas ever. And it just, um, I don't know, that shit is hilarious. Um... Was that this episode that she she spazzed out in that meeting? Yeah, that was this episode. But she was like, I think, well, they showed her showing the clip like, that is the whitest shit you've ever said. <laughs> like, that, that, they showed that clip. And then she just, like, went, cleaned it up. Um, yeah, uh, what happened with um, Molly? Um, oh, so Molly's still going through it because her, um, wait, what's her, that's her friend's name, right, Molly? Because mm-hmm. her. She was on a date. Yeah, but she she still she still going through it at the office because her um her colleague is getting married and so everybody making a big deal out of <laughs> out of her getting married and Molly is just like yeah but I do good work it's just like girl whatever don't nobody give shit <laughs> shit is funny um yeah she went on a date with um two well a few dates and then she went on a date with the one dude who she thought was gonna be cool and then he gave her some wine and talked to her for a little bit then thought they were supposed to fuck so that didn't work out straight women lord have mercy god bless y'all I don't know how y'all make it I told you and listen if y'all ever wanna you know I'm 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 director in charge of recruiting for this lesbian lifestyle uh that we need over here so you know if y'all ever need some brochures some pamphlets wanna know the key points um you know just let me know cause we always got room on the team over here because y'all struggling on that side like niggas are Horrible, truly. Yeah, I, I work in A and R. You know, I build the relationship and shit, and um, manage the talent we have over here. So yeah, you know, 
and we 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 you know we we grassroots but we got expertise we take the time with the artists we develop y'all we don't just put you know we don't just put y'all out there like we really put a lot of time and energy we think about your brand we think about your target audience your market and you know we got we we two two vets out here we got a lot of professionals a lot of time we know what works what don't you know we let your true your true inner artist shine through so you know just you know, you don't, be all in yeah, you don't want nigga all in the video, all on the day, right? Let us know, cause we 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 we'll have you shining out here, y'all. We give you you know fair deal. We ain't trying to steal none of your uh, you know none of your publishing or nothing like that. You know, we get you good structure. I got legal training. Don't worry, the contract's gonna be tight. You know, so just let us know if y'all if y'all want to come over on, on on fuck with the row. Let us know because it's 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 rough out there. Like I I don't know. I pray for y'all or something, because good lord, these niggas are raggledy out here. Nigga buy you a drink and just, oh my lord. Um, yeah, so they had that scene. Uh, then what else? Oh. She fought, did she go back home? Because she was staying with Molly, because she was she was trying to break with her boyfriend, but she passive aggressive about it. Did she finally, she finally went back to the crib, right? I think so. Um, I don't think they really showed her at home though, because she ran into that nigga in like Rite Aid. <laughs> yeah, they was arguing in the Rite Aid because she was buying underwear so she could she stay at Molly's. <laughs> you know the part that made me laugh when um he ran across the, the um gang member with his daughter and oh, he was yeah. talking to. He was about to watch the bear bear. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, it's a sea baby. It's a blood house. We don't do <laughs> we don't do them seas." <laughs> that shit was funny, man. Um. Everybody yeah, go in the house and watch the bitch. She looked at that nigga so crazy. She was like, it's the Care Bears, dang. <laughs> like, oh no, you got to use it. We don't use no, it's a blood house. We don't need use no season, right? <laughs> <coughs> that shit was funny. Only because that gang shit is serious like that in LA. Them niggas be dead serious with that shit. They be like 50 years old on that shit. Um, they be sounding crazy like nigga. Crazy what? as hell. Like, you be looking at them like, are you serious? <laughs> nigga. We don't use no C's around here. Oh, okay. Niggas talking pig Latin. Nigga, you 50 I'm years old. Right? Nigga, you 50 years old. Doing, doing that pig Latin. I'm going to the Izzo, Izzo. Like, what? <laughs> Stupid ass. Talking super slow. Right? You guys sitting there like, yo, nigga, you ain't even saying nothing important or serious enough for me to be thinking this hard about what the fuck you just said, nigga. Like, what? Run that shit again. B Y O. Okay, that's a B. That's it. I ain't quite got time for that. It's like shit, nigga. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. I think that was it for that episode. They went. To, did they go to the beach? They went to the beach at the end, right? No, no, no. That was a preview for for um this week where they go to the to the beach. Yeah, I like I, I like that's some insecure in Atlanta. Same kind of show to me. I enjoy insecure. <coughs> so much more, because I just can't with this nigga, he's a terrible manager, he doesn't do anything, he quit his job, and it's just like, every week, it's just like, what is happening, what is going on, what is the progression, like, what are we doing here, you know what I mean, oh, the scene that was super funny, when dude came over and was rapping Paperboy's lyrics to Paperboy, (laughs) Paperboy sitting there like, man, go ahead, man, that shit. Paperboy is me, y'all, I'm telling you. In every situation, the way Paperboy reacts, the shit he say, it'd be just what I'd be thinking. Like, that's exactly what I would've done. That nigga is hilarious to me. Um, 
Yeah. So love and secure. Love it. Um. All right. So that's it for shit we watch, right? We don't got nothing else. Hey, did you check out Exorcist yet? No, I didn't get. You said it come on Friday. Yeah, it could come on at bad time. It come on Friday at I think ten or nine. It, you can check it on DVR. Um, just like you. If you watch, just watch the first episode and just see if you, that shit is it's, it's good, man. It's scary as hell. It's a good show. I don't know why it's on Friday. Like, that's a terrible day to be on. Um, but it's it's a good show. So, um, I'll be watching that. I'll be trying to watch I'm this. Huh? I said, I'm going to check it out. Yo, before I forget, though, um, you told me to watch that the Sacramento 4. Huh? That shit. The what? The oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. What you think? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched. Um, what was the name of that? It was um, east of east of Salem. Yeah, east of Salem or west of Salem, west of Salem. Yeah, they was in San Antonio, Texas. I think it was called West of Salem or yeah. some direction of Salem. And it was about these four. Um, was they all four lesbians or just the two? Oh, okay. So it was in San Antonio, Texas, and this was like, so you need a little history on this, because I was, I, they touched on it a little bit in the documentary, but I don't feel like they did the full bore of it, so. Yeah, I had to look it up, because I was like, what the hell is this? What yeah. is that? So, so back in like, well, in the 80s, right, there was just like whole craze of like Dungeons and Dragons. So the cops got on this whole thing where like every murder, they were calling it a ritual murder, and it was this whole thing where, oh, there's this Dungeons and Dragons scourge. Kind of like now that they do it like, um, uh, what's comparable now? I don't know, just any kind of bullshit that the cops make up, and they turn it into some national thing, and it's really not, and it's some shit that they just completely don't understand, and, like, so in the 80s, it was, like, anytime there was a murder, or, like, somebody got stabbed, or just any kind of murder, um, you know, one kid had, like, murdered somebody, and he happened to play Dungeons and Dragons, there's a story about it called, um, there's another documentary that was made on HBO called Paradise Lost, that was, that was about these four kids in Arkansas, that basically got locked up for the same kind of thing, four little boys was killed and molested, and, you know, the one kid wore dark t-shirts, and so they decided that he worshipped the devil, and he played Dungeons and Dragons, and so they railroaded all four of these boys into jail, and none of them had anything to do with these murders, so that, it was kind of similar like that in the 80s, and then in the 90s, they had this thing where it was with child molestation. So there was this um, big famous case up in Boston called the Boston Day- Daycare case, and it should have been on Oprah and everything. It was huge news because, according to them, like these 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 children were being molested at this daycare center in Boston, and it was like this national ring, and it was like all these daycares all over the country were worshiping the devil and using these children and sex mutil and sex rituals and all this bullshit, and it was like this whole thing, and it was like basically a witch hunt, and it was going all over the country just like accusing people, and the Boston people ended up getting convicted. It was like a lady, her son, the son was um, gay, but it was like, it started with him, because somebody made a complaint about him being gay, and it turned into this whole thing, and it turned, the, the parent that like, started the accusation was like this paranoid schizophrenic and even the husband was like, hey, y'all can't believe her, she makes stories up, my kid wasn't molested, but it just turned into this whole thing and so, this is the setting of this documentary because this was around 94, 95 which is about, right at the end of that little hysteria that little hysteria ran through like like the mid 80s to like the mid 90s this whole witch hunt for this child molestation and gays were 
sacrificing children and doing all this devil shit. It was like this, this whole thing. And so this was at the end of it. And so basically in San Antonio, it was these four gay women, and one of the women had kids, right? Yeah, she had kids. Her and her girlfriend were the parents to the kids. They took care of the kids, but the, she had um, her former, I don't know if it was, was it her husband or just her baby daddy? I want to say it's her husband, but don't hold me to that. But mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's her husband, because it would make more sense for him to be so damn salty about yeah, it. Yeah, it was a husband, you know, her husband that she had the kids with was salty about it. So basically the mom, you know, was taking care of her kids. They were both taking care of the kids. Everything was fine. Everybody was happy. Everything was all good with it. The, the, the baby daddy's salty. So he starts putting it in the kid's head that they was getting molested at their mom's house by the lesbians. So he, you know, planting, planting these stories in the kids, him and his mom, telling the kids they was molested, telling them they was touched, making them tell them the story, blah, 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 taking them to the police and you know, the police are getting these false confessions, because that was a whole big deal of this of this witch hunt, um, was that a lot of these expert witnesses that they were using, they the reason why the case fell apart is because real psych it was a lot of junk science, basically. Real psychiatrists was psychologists was like, um, this is not done properly, this is a false confession, like this doesn't really this sounds like a little kid making things up, the kids are being fed information, like children who have really been molested, who I've treated, they don't present like this, they don't really talk like this, these stories are way too fanciful. Um, did anybody check the facts? Because some of these facts are easily um um you can check some of these facts easily and see that they're not verifiable. Like there's one thing where I guess the kids said they, they, they supposedly did this in an apartment they molested these kids in an apartment in San Antonio, like a regular ass apartment and um, one of the I guess the testimony was that they locked them inside the apartment they couldn't get out because they couldn't reach the locks and you know some reporter just went to the apartment and was like hey let me see your locks and the locks are like down low so in other words any kid that wanted to get out could have just turned the lock and got out so they you know they were like these are all false confessions this is junk science and you know, but they ended up, all four of them getting arrested, and they get convicted, and so they've been sitting in jail since 95 on these trumped up charges, so finally, one of the kid, little kids is like grown now, she's like 25 or 20, however old she is now, and she finally decides she's going to tell the truth, and now the same dude they say, oh, and the, the baby daddy is the thing. Like, he's an asshole. So, basically, they're talking to him, and he's saying, I didn't say anything. I never said they were molested. Only the kids said it. I didn't take them anywhere, but they got all these transcripts and depositions where this dude is making all these accusations, him and his mom making all these accusations and, and saying all this shit, and um, he's sitting there denying it, and they got, they literally, as he tells a lie, they literally show the transcript highlighted with him saying the shit, like, <laughs> that they did it. Um, and so... But now it's all these years later, and the camera's in their face, and he don't know nothing. His mom don't know nothing. Oh, I never said they were molested. I don't know where. I don't know where all this come from. I don't know nothing, right? So, turns out that um, now that the older, now the um kid that's older that's claimed to be um molested was her. He was. She's related to them some kind of way because for some reason. 
the baby daddy now who's still an asshole because the story was she was saying that he was threatening to take the kids from her they were going through this divorce thing and she they were her nieces right they were her nieces so when she was with the girl they her and the baby daddy were going through this divorce the baby daddy was trying to get the kids so the way he got the kids was the claim that she was molesting them so that's what he was doing, trying to manipulate her. Well, you got to leave that girl alone and come back to me or else I'm going to tell you you're a lesbian and I'm going to keep your kids. So that's where the whole thing started. So now that her that the niece is older and wants to tell the truth, now the baby daddy is threatening the niece, talking about, well, if you don't, if you don't do what I say and stick to my story, I'm going to call the police on you and they're going to take your kids. So this dude basically tries to control people and get them to do what he wants to by threatening their kids and threatening to get them locked up and taking their kids. So the niece is like, look, you know, I don't care, I was scared of him for a long time, she was like, but I know it's wrong, it never happened, I just, they've been in jail too long, and it's just not right, and I'm just, I need to tell the truth, and I don't think nothing's gonna happen to my kids, but if it does, and I'll just have to deal with it, she was like, but I just can't, you know, this never happened, and I can't believe, I was just a little kid, and I didn't know no better, she's like, but now, like, I can't just have them sitting there, so, she's trying to tell the truth, so, she goes to court, she testifies, all these other doctors, this doctor comes in, and, and she's like, look, when I testified 20 years ago, we didn't really know as much as we know now about these false confessions and this hysteria, and then we've, since that time, you know, um, I've done more study, and I've, and I've, you know, gotten better, and she was like, and I realized that a lot of what I told the court back then just wasn't accurate, it just wasn't right, and the physical evidence doesn't match it, and all of that, so, you know, they go through all this, and of course, they want they want the conviction to be totally thrown out because there's no evidence to the girl. All this, they had all this so-called physical evidence, but the doctors are like, ain't wasn't no evidence of them being molested. Like, this is just normal shit. We didn't see no brew. We didn't see any evidence of them being molested. We don't know what the fuck them doctors before, where them, where them people got them doctors from before, but like, all this shit they was talking about, we did not see that, and that's not signs of molestation. Those was normal little girls, and wasn't nobody, none of them molested. So, they were hoping that, you know, the conviction would be vacated, because the one girl's out on parole now, but she gotta register as a sex offender, and you know, you gotta register as a sex offender, you can't do shit, they got, she got this specific route that she has to take whenever she goes anywhere, so that she could be, like, cause you know, you can't be within like a hundred, whatever the fuck it is, around schools, or wherever their kids are, so she can only go this one route, to wherever she has to go, it's the only route she's allowed to go where she can avoid kids altogether, and if she ever veers from that that route, they could put her back in jail, um, so they had this trial, and they hoped the judge would just vacate the sentence, and just find them factually innocent, of course he doesn't, because, you know, judge an asshole, but he does order them a new trial, and say that their first trial was flawed, so the other ones are basically still in jail, or are, are they all out, or just her? Are they, no, they all out pending a new trial, right? Yeah. yeah. So. so they gotta go through this trial again, basically. And, and if they found guilty on this trial again, they gotta go right back to jail. So, it's kinda fucked up, but... I don't know what... Yes. Yeah, the thing that... Leave me and Les Bun E and T alone. Y'all do not have to take us to jail. Yeah. Um, not for being no lesbian. The thing that struck me about it was when the one girl, the girl, there's one main girl who told the story, the one that ended up getting out on parole, and she was telling how, you know, an investigation went, how when it first started, they didn't think nothing, they were like, yeah, well, we answered the questions, we didn't think nothing, and she was like, I didn't get a lawyer, because, you know, I was innocent, I do nothing, when you're innocent, you only need a lawyer, and I can't tell you how many of these types of documentaries and shows and stuff I see, 
with people sitting in jail for shit they didn't do, saying that same shit. Do not let them cops and these fucking howdy-doody motherfucking-ass white people convince you of that shit. You have a right to a lawyer for a reason. They're not on your side. I don't care if you did it. If you didn't do it, you especially need a lawyer. Because they're going to try to pin it on. Once they got you down in that station and they're asking you questions, they're trying to pin it on you. So you need a lawyer. And I can't tell you every time, oh, I didn't want to get a lawyer because then it makes me look guilty. Nigga, you look guilty because they got you down there. And don't worry about how it looks. Worry about what you get uh, a judge as. Don't give a fuck how it look. When that fucking court, that jury stand up and say guilty, that's it. So get your ass a motherfucking lawyer. Stop believing that nonsense. They always tell you that shit. If you ain't need a lawyer, it wouldn't be a right. You need it. Um. Yeah, so. I don't know. You got anything else to say on that? Nah, that shit was just an educational experience. Like, I had no idea that that shit had happened. And I had no idea that, like, that's how we looked to the judicial structure. Well, you know, you gotta remember, they're in Texas. Texas is a Bible Belt state. It's one of the dumbest states in the Union. They have the dumbest laws in the Union. Texas and Florida, neck and neck on who could be crazier. Florida usually wins, but Texas ain't far behind. They ain't as bad as Texas and Florida, though. Texas and Florida is heavyweight, dumb shit champs of the world. And, um, you know, for a while, Texas was winning. For a while, Texas had the crown. I think Florida just got so many... I think Florida's stories are more extreme and more frequent. So, they got, they've moved to the top. But for a minute, Texas was it. Any kind of dumbass shit you wanted to hear and you had to guess where it was, it was going to be Texas. Now, it's usually Florida. But for a minute, um, but Texas has some very, you know, they execute more people. Texas and Florida are two states that execute more people than anywhere else in the um, country. Um, You know, very... Um, conservative and the laws are, are not are not good like you don't want to be accused of a crime in Texas like you just don't they execute people very quickly um, you know they don't care about facts they don't care about evidence they just decide what happens and that's it so you know all that is the state so now you got four lesbians who you all what you mean you a lesbian God saying the Bible and Adam and Eve and that, all that all that bullshit they be on it's on crack in Texas, so they got in there and they basically, you know, these basically the whole case was they some lesbians, basically right. is what it was. So you know they molested and, and sacrificed these child to the lesbian gods and locked their asses up, and that's exactly what they did. Um, yeah, but I had never heard of that case either, so I don't know. Hopefully it works out for them because, uh, um, and they were um. They were Latino too, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, everybody involved was Latino. So the um, niece was the, the uncle, the baby that everybody was Latino. I just thought, I just, you know, I thought that that part just stuck out for me. She just was like, "Oh, you don't need a if you're innocent, you need the Lord." Like that's what they tell y'all dumbasses, and y'all fall for shit every time, and that's why you sitting in jail right now for some shit you did not do. Um, and I thought it was cool though that they didn't turn on each other. 
Cause you know how we usually do. You get one in there, and she'll be like, "Well, I, I didn't really want to be a lesbian anyway, and I didn't feel comfortable." And you know what? I she kind of maybe raped me, and yeah, maybe she probably did molest the kid. You know how there always be one to turn so they can get out and try to blame it on there. None of them did. They never did that. I noticed that too. I thought that was cool. The two that was a couple. She was like, "I don't," you know. She was like, "Yeah, I love her a lot." She was like, "I ain't seen her in fifteen years," and I mean, I don't know when we get out if we gonna be together. Like, who who knows? She was like, "But." You know, we were doing real good up to this point. Like, I really cared for her a lot up until we got locked up. But I thought that was cool, too. It was four of them. Nobody flipped. Nobody tried to blame it on somebody else or say, well, I didn't molest her, but she molested her. They all were like, look, we ain't do nothing to them kids. So, that was cool. Yeah. Because we know that uh, typically that savagery comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so... That's that's that. You got any anything else that um can think of we're gonna talk about this week? Nah. Nah. Anybody got you fucked up? Um uh, fucked up. No, other than like so I'm in, in I told y'all um a couple weeks ago, like I'm in barbering uh barbering program now. And, you know, I just had that moment where like I forgot that we're not all in the same reading groups. So we had an exam, and, like, I didn't study or anything, and I forgot, frankly. And um, I read fast. Like, this shit is not hard. Like, I'm still in the still in the beginning of the shit, but, like, it's not hard shit. It's intro, simple level, I've been around or whatever. What is it on? Hmm? What is it on? Like, what what is it about? Um, right now it's, like, the intro course and then, like, um, the science part. So, like, learning the body. And, um, and all the systems and shit like that you need to know skin huh. things like that um, but like the, this test was the intro class and like it, the shit was like simple like study skills things like that but I forgot that like everyone hasn't been to school so it took me like 10 minutes 15 minutes to do this exam and I got up and I left but like I'm getting up and I'm looking at people and they looking at me crazy <laughs> like like, damn, like, nigga, you gave up? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I was, like, teacher was just like, you done? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, you good? And I was like, yeah. Like, you need me to do something else? I'm out. And, like, you niggas was looking at me like they seen a ghost, dog. They were just like, man, like, either this nigga gave up. What was the like, questions like, though, bro? Like, what? It's just simple shit. Like, I don't know, like. Like, the history of barbering, and, um, that's what it was all. Like, the history of barbering, like, you know, barbers used to be dentists, and they used to, um, be next to the priests in church, like, doing the bloodletting and things like that, like, surgical procedures and shit. So, it was asking about that, a couple dates, like, I got a couple of dates and shit wrong, but other than that, you know, like, hair used to be social status, and, like, different colored hair meant different, different shit, like, it was, like, simple shit, like, (laughs) if you browsed over it one time, you should be good, (laughs) And, um, but yeah, like, them niggas was looking at me so crazy, and I was just, I was just looking back, like, you alright, nigga? Like, you need trouble? You, you need help with a word? Or, like, how, how many of them been in jail? Oh, I don't know. I don't know them niggas like that. Like, oh, are they young or old, or? It's a mix. Okay. Because I always say you can tell when barbers learn how to cut in jail, because when they cut you, they always hold the clippers like it's on a chain. You ever notice that? <laughs> no, seriously, you have a no because like your regular barber, you know, he he niggas that learned how. I can always tell when they learn how to cut in jail because they'll hold the um 
they'll hold the clippers like it's a chain on them. So that's you know cut like this. Like it's a dude in my barbershop. I was like, I could tell he learned how to cut in jail because he don't be like if he got to do like the back, he'll turn the chair and he be just like. He, he, it's like he can't walk, my barber will walk around the chair, right, or he'll spin the chair or he'll lean over you, this nigga won't do that, he'll just turn around, he'll stay in that one spot, and he'll just spin the chair and stay in that one spot, and I was like, that nigga learn how to cut in jail, cause them clippers don't come off that chain so you can't walk around, you gotta stand just like that, like you can always tell and they hold it, they hold it just they hold it just like this, like there's a chain on the bottom, I'm telling you, watch, next time you go in a barbershop, look around and see, especially the younger dudes Look around and see. You be like, oh, that nigga learned how to cut in jail. Because that's one of the trades in jail you could get yeah. in barbering. And uh, I had a barber when I lived in Maryland. He was a good barber, but he learned that shit in jail. And that's exactly how he cut. Like, For all y'all that um, know, no, I did not learn to cut hair in jail. <laughs> I did before. Um, I just decided to take it seriously. Like, I really just want to work for myself full time. So, um, this is my entry point. But, so, um, how many is in the class with you? It's a new program at the school that I'm taking it at, so I think there's only, like, 20 of us in the program altogether. I'm starting late on the second semester, but I don't have to do any of the other um, shit, so I just go straight to Barber. Um, so I think it's, like, 20 of us total. I can't really tell who came in with me. I think there's only, like, maybe eight of us. Um, but it's all different. Like, I'm technically not full-time right now, and then, like, Part of it is online, like the science and all that shit is online right now. Oh. But yeah, I can't wait till we get to the lab because like we had some people come in and do demonstrations, and these people were so amazed. Like I was just like, damn, like y'all ain't never have y'all picked up a clipper? Some of them probably haven't. And that's the, the, the right, they'll be the new barbers with the empty chair because most dudes I know that real good. They've been cutting hair forever, and then they just finally go get the little piece of paper so they can work somewhere. But they've been cutting since they was little, so they know how to fade and do all that shit. Because they don't teach you that in barber school. They just teach you, like, the chemicals and, and all that shit. Like, they, you got to learn how to cut just cutting. So, yeah. Yeah, somebody was asking me in, um, about about that, and I was just like, look, you go to barber school for the formality of it, for to, to not get there. To get the license, because you got to to be able to legally do it. You need that piece of paper. Right. Well, well, not to to do it, but like to open a shop and things like that. You need to have your own your own shit. But like, you need to know how to um, avoid the health inspe- or not avoid them, but pass your health inspections and shit like that. But I was just like, look, man, either you can do it or you can't. Like, this ain't no you gonna get out there. You ain't gonna make it. Just gotta find a good barber and just learn how to watch that shit. And learn how to do them. That's how most learn. That's why I, I listen. I don't fuck with barbers like them new the new nigga. Oh, you want to go to new dude? Nope, they ain't taking my shit back. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, who the best barber in here? Whoever got the longest line, I'll wait. I'm not. It's hard to cut my shit anyway. Like it's hard. That's why it's so hard for me to cheat on my barber because my hair is crazy. It grow crazy. It's hard to fade. It's hard to shape up. It's is is not everybody can cut my hair. The grain that they be having the patches in it and shit. Like nah. So when I find a dude that could do it right, gotta stick with him. Mine the same way. Like, I'm in that point where, like, I'm, I'm getting people, it's going slow, and especially me being a woman and shit, like, niggas just don't be trying to hear that shit, and I be like, but I'm also a lesbian. What you should do is, you should throw one of your boys, like, some money, like, here, take this $20, sit in my chair, let me fade you up. So they see you fading and make that shit real tight. 
And then, well, I'm not in the shop right now. Like right now, I'm just either I'm cutting out the crib. I'm about to build a um a joint in the basement though, and then um I I cut mobile. So like people have been hustling and putting plugs out for me. So like oh. I'm picking people up. Well, get you some cars. Just get you some cars right here. It's you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm working on it right now. Like I got um I'm I'm doing working on my branding and all shit. Oh. I'm redoing my logo. I had one, but I'm redoing it. But that's how you get them. Once you get in that shop, that's how you avoid that situation. Just have have your boy, your cousin, whoever, like, yo, come down, pay you $20, sit in the chair, let me fade you up. And um, when people walk in and they see you doing the fade and they see it look dope, then they'll come sit in that chair. You can't be the new dude with no, because if nobody in a chair, everybody's going to be like, oh, ain't nobody in his chair. And so they ain't never going to get to see you cut. That's why I'm doing it smart. Like, I really want to travel. Like, I, um, my brother was at a conference and he met this dude from L- out in L.A., and, um, Honestly, yo, the barber game in LA, that's where you that's where you go because they don't East Coast, New York, Atlanta, which a lot of niggas at, it's a fly barber on every corner, literally. Like out there, you can make serious money out there. And if you meet the right people and you get a hook up at the studio, my nigga, them fucking TV shows and the movies and them rapper videos, they pay a lot of money for you to. This one girl, she quit the barbershop because she got on at the Hollywood lot, so she cuts. She cuts um, Tay Diggs, like any black dude on set. She cuts their hair. She get like ten grand a head, bro. She's balling. So I'm telling you, L.A. If you a black barber in L.A., it ain't that many. My boy yeah, Maurice, man, that that's cuts. That's what he was saying because his wife was there. She was like, I don't let him go to the barbershop no more because he had like some shit going on, and like I knew how to deal with it and everything. And um, she was like, I don't let him go to the barbershop. And she was like, Damn, like can you come to L.A.? And I was like, Yo, what's up? Like my boy Maurice moved from Atlanta out to LA, he was like, yeah, there's too many barbers down here, but out there, and he took, he took the whole course, he didn't just take barber, he took beauty school too, so he knew how to do hair, and he was a barber, but he, if you wanted him to like, if you needed him to like, like my shit, where you gotta kind of really cut it with scissors, yeah, he had my shit straight, um, that's what I'm learning right now, we're doing a, um, we doing, I got old school, it's an old school dude, so, we gonna learn all that shit, yeah, he cut with scissors and the whole nine, but um, yeah, that's LA, if you wanna be a barber, Barbers go out there and glow up because it, it ain't it ain't barbers on every corner out there. Not that could cut black hair, not that could cut it good. You know how them fucking fades, them niggas in LA, they should be looking whack. They got them jerry curls and shit, so they ain't it ain't like uh you know it ain't like barbering been a big thing out there. And I know a lot, I know a couple, a lot of Philly dudes, a lot of Atlanta dudes that are out in LA doing really well because they have a shop and they have a clientele and they get a few celebrities and. My boy, my boy Terrence, my boy Terrence, he got a whole, he got a whole, um, chain of barbers that he has, um, kiosks that he does in the malls. He got one in the Westfield Mall, he got one in the Northridge Mall, making money. Yeah, so, it's, it's, that's the, that's the place to go if you want to really blow up as a barber, like, seriously. If you play your cards right, you could really make good money, you get the right celebrity dude, like this one dude that's from Philly, his name is Shiz, he's out there, he cut Diddy's hair, he cut Diddy's son hair, he cut a lot of the rapper's hair, his, his shop is in the back, I don't go to him, cause he too expensive, he, I, I ain't paying the five like that, like he got celebrity clients, so he be trying to charge a hundred dollars, I'm like, hey, I ain't, I don't need no hundred dollar haircut, <laughs> you know what I mean, but, but hundred dollars for a regular cut, so you get ten people a day, that's a thousand, you know what I mean, so yeah, I'm on it I don't think dudes are really in there, like, I was, I was having a couple conversations with people, and, like, they were like, yo, you're doing the right thing, like, you in school, but you already building your clientele, you're moving, um, that's how you do it, so I'm like, yeah, that's what's up, 
But yeah, we'll talk about that LA shit. Um, and y'all listeners, I fly anywhere. <laughs> if you need me to come, I will come. Yeah. Alright. Anybody got you fucked up though? Uh. Do anybody get me fucked up? What's today? Wednesday. Um, it's still time. Sorta. But I won't complain about her too much, but it's this, it's this lady. I only been, it's on my third day. Like, I have this pet peeve when I'm at work. It happened when I was in LA too. I can't stand when motherfuckers be on the phone all day, bro. You be trying to do your work and somebody just talking on the phone all day, just like personal shit. I know all her, I've been there for three days. I know all this lady business because she on the phone. That shit irritates the fuck out. Number one, nobody just don't want to hear nobody talk all day long. Like, it's a constant buzzing. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to hear that shit. And then it's bad enough, like, people got to talk on the phone for work. Granted, you know, you expect that. And even that, it's not all day. Yesterday, she was arguing with her mom. I know her husband. Her mom called her asking her business. Then she got to call her cousin and talk about her. Her mom need to mind her business. And, and she always starting trouble. And it's always with the fan. I can't believe she called here like that. And she and then so she has this conversation with her mom, which I hear. And then she calls her cousin. And she word for word back everything that she had with him. I mean word for word. Back ever her cousin. And then today, I guess she explained to somebody else. She's telling the same story all day. And I'm like, oh, my God. For real? Um... So, I'm already ready to call HR on her ass. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking tired of you already. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Because other than that, um, it's a cool place. The people are way more laid back. Everybody seems to think that, and I mean, I, I don't doubt them. I'm sure it's hectic. But I'm like, yo, if y'all know where I came from, this is easy. And I ain't got to travel. That's all I really care about. We went out to lunch today. They tried to offer me liquor. That was a trap. Didn't fall for it. Wasn't one last night or at night. Um... <laughs> Not getting me like that. Um, yeah, so no, that's it. Just a lady on the phone all day. Um, got me fucked up. Alright, y'all. So, thanks for listening. To thanks for asking. Um, sorry we have so many current events today, but, you know, been a dry week. We had a lot of shit last week, though. Um, alright, so give us, give, give our information. Alright, so thanks for rocking with us. Uh, reach out to us on the podcast email which is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com also we have the show on twitter thanks underscore for asking without the g uh, please reach out to us there or you can reach out to us on our individual twitters as so many of you do um, also yeah, also reach out if you want to you know join our uh, lesbian uh marketing service and um you know modeling yeah. agency uh you know we have experts on call ready to you know i, I give auditions personally I'm, I'm the um kind of the hr so I, I do all the screening so you make it past me you know we probably have a good relationship and we can you know go ahead and get, enter into the joint ventures and you know do all the shit we got to do and you know, just so y'all know, y'all can hit either one of us on our individual Twitters. Let us know you want to go into business. We we'll, we'll interview. We need headshots. We need headshots. We only work. Email. Everything is confidential. We only work with the best now. Well, you know we elitist around here. I ain't trying to, you know, hurt nobody feelings. I ain't trying to, you know, uh, make nobody feel less. But we only deal with the bad bitches. So you know, don't. It's not for everybody. Be real with yourself. Well, we'll be real with you. So consider, consider, and uh. You got inquiries? Go ahead and uh, reach out to us, and we will answer you within 24 hours. And let's get this money. Let's get this money. All right, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening, and um, we see y'all next week. Peace. Oh, we didn't say on time. Oh, episode 77, right? Let's bun ENT. Huh? Let's bun ENT. <laughs>
Nah, not ENT. Um, <laughs> what's the um? Oh man, it's got to be like Wilhelmina models or something. Dyke, Dyke Row Records. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> nah, Dyke Row Entertainment. It's not just records. We all, yeah, we all, <laughs> Dyke Row Entertainment. <laughs> Bet y'all. Episode seventy-seven, Dyke Row Entertainment. Peace. Uh, peace, y'all.